Paul, yesterday a listener actually sent you an SMS asking us to uh, query body whether any team was knocking on the door of the fraud squad for the new season. So to find out that and, oh, well, how the NBL is going. In the NBA, we have the uh, fraud squad mentor on the line. How are you, body? Well, I'm very well. I'm still sort of reeling from the fact that you said that uh, we're going to have to have some disciplines here having me on. I, I, didn't, I didn't actually realise you guys knew about my alter ego as you know, Master Lash. <laughs> what are you? Are you sort of a heavyweight body or a super heavyweight or what at the moment? Yeah. What are you fighting well, uh, at? <laughs> I'm actually a super heavyweight at the moment, but I'm, I've got to get off the donut. <laughs> um, so, all right, let's... Fraud squad, look, I think it's a bit premature. Okay. To, you know, just three rounds in. But if there was anyone, um, I'll be saying the Brisbane Bullets, oh, obviously, yes. because, you know, they're zero and four. And, and that, you know, as soon as you sign Aaron Baines to your roster, you sort of think, well, okay, we're contenders. And then you bring in a couple of very good imports and you've still got Nathan Sobey, although I don't think he's 100%. But um, there's a bronze medalist from last year from the Olympic team. So you sort of go, look, the pieces are pretty good. So maybe they're frauds. Maybe they just take a little time to sort of pull it all together. I'm prepared to give them another week. This is an important week. They've got a couple of games, or, or a game at least this week, that they really should win. And if they don't win that, then I'd be starting to get a little nervous if I was James Duncan. Mm. You know, because there is expectation of that team yes. and, that, and they're falling well, well shy of it. Mm. Body, one, uh, one talking point that we've seen is uh, uh, Jesse Wagstaff copping a two-game ban for contact on the weekend. Uh, unduly rough play. Did that incident deserve two-game two suspension? No, the uh, the teammate of Lockie Barker, he's the poor poor guy who was guarding Bryce Cotton when um, in the midcourt where uh, Jesse Wagstaff set a legal screen and that that's designed to to for you as an offensive teammate to run your player into that and he get, he hits the screen, he probably hits the floor and you you're open. So what's supposed to happen is the guy that your teammate should uh, the person guarding Wagstaff should tell you, hey, there's a screen coming on your right, look out, and then you avoid it. So really, if there's any penalty, Melbourne United should be suspending the guy that didn't tell Lockie Barker, who runs into Wagstaff's screen. Um, he's a much shorter player, so his head hits Wagstaff's shoulder. He falls down, head hits the floor, concussed, out for a couple of weeks, and, and the NBL then suddenly turns into the AFL and decides, oh, because there's a consequence of that particular incident, we're going to... Um, put you out for a week because that's what effectively it is. And if I'm um, the Perth Wildcats, they've got today to fight it and, I, and sort of see it, have it then referred to a single-person tribunal. If I'm them, I'm definitely fighting it because that is a straight-up basketball play and it's sad and unfortunate and terrible that the young man um, got concussed from it. That's, that's not something anybody wants to see. But incidental contact like that, you can't then just say, oh, oh look, he did something illegal. Wagstaff did nothing illegal. There's three referees. They're all there. They're all looking at it because it was right on where the ball was. It's right on the play. And nothing, nobody, nothing was called. He didn't even get a foul for it. So clearly it was totally legal for some uh, group of guys sitting around in a you know, a dark room somewhere watching tape, slowing it down, the games review panel and saying, oh, no, no, there's there's a slight movement of his shoulder or he twitched or he blinked or whatever, and we're going to give him a suspension. It's a nonsense. You're taking away a really essential part of basketball. I mean, setting screens to get people like a Bryce Cotton open or, or a Nathan Sobey open, that, that's... That's part of the game. You can't take that out because there was an unfortunate consequence because the guy's teammate didn't warn him. 
So, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm really upset by that as a basketball fan because if you start taking things like that out of the game, well, you, you haven't got a game anymore. It's a, it's a nonsense. So hopefully Perth fights it. It goes to the single-person tribunal today and, and uh, he gets off because it's, it's just ridiculous. It, it's a, you, know, you see it all the time in the AFL, you know, when there's, a, there's an incident and as a result of the incident, a guy gets concussed or, or is in bad shape and it's the, the consequence that then leads to somebody getting suspended. Well, and this, this is a straightforward basketball play. So it's an accident and accidents happen. Goodness. Body, do you think part of the defence would be and could prove to be successful that the it didn't draw a, a reaction by a foul called by the officials during game time? Absolutely. And the fact is that, that everybody on the court, nobody remonstrated. No one did anything because it's a straight-up basketball play. Everyone just thought, oh, poor bugger, he's, he's hit his head. He's, no, that's no good. But no one thought, whack stuff, you, you know. You, you, you thug? Dirty, yeah, you dirty thug. What are you doing? Not, you know, there was no nothing. You know, so it's a pure basketball. He's not one of your brothers, is he? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And actually, you know, Jesse's got away with murder across across the years. He he is a player that that sometimes steps outside um, the rules of the game, but you can't sort of retrospectively penalise the guy because you know he nailed somebody three years ago. I mean, <laughs> think back to the Josh Childress incident many years ago when Josh was playing for the Sydney Kings and he and uh, just he had a <laughs> bit of an altercation. You know, there's there's, there's a he's got a history, but um, yeah, he is calling my brother as a, as a defence witness, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes, imagine, uh, I mean, two weeks for that and your brother's, uh, his uh, sort of uh, trademark Delight. play was uh, headlock on the ref. <laughs> <laughs> was it Schauble? Was it, his name was Schauble, was it? Chubber. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Which almost sounds a bit yes, like it does. Chubber, you know, you're gonna, <laughs> But honestly, if you met him, you would not believe. You would go, this man must have had white line fever. <laughs> the reality is that perhaps he did, yes. <laughs> now, now, I want to apologise to uh, the... Last week's listeners, because I got a lot wrong. Oh, the upsets you know, the, are everywhere. Yeah, there was only one home team mm. out of the eight games won, and that was the uh, Thirty-Sixers beating Illawarra here in Adelaide. Um, every other team, you know, got an upset. I, I only got three right, so I'm pretty uh, chastened by that, and I've given a lot more thought to this week's. Um, games, although I have no idea what they are. <laughs> you, uh, you, you did say usually upset round comes later in the season, not yes, early, oh, Yeah, yeah I, I really hate that they don't flag that one either. <laughs> <laughs> what do you make of the jack jumpers? I love them. And I think we, we're once more falling into the trap of underestimating them. <laughs> I, I, I did expect them to beat Melbourne. No, that was one of the ones I got right. I tipped them to beat Melbourne. But um, I think we sort of keep waiting for you know, them to come back to earth or whatever, or we just don't don't rate them as highly as the big city hyped high, sort of high-profile teams like your, your Sydney's and your Perth and even uh, Melbourne. And because they're from Tasmania and, and they're, they're a bunch of hard-working role players, you tend to sort of discard them and go, oh, yeah, when push comes to shove down the straight, they'll, they'll fold. And they don't. They don't because they've got a massive heart. They they select their players wisely. Their, their imports are... are, are exactly what that team needs. You know, you might say, well, Josh Maggett might not get a game with another team. Doesn't matter. He's what they need. And they've got possibly the best coach in the competition in Scott Roth, who's very calm, very measured, and very confident in his group's ability to succeed. So 
I'm I'm on them now. I'm 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 going to be picking them more often than not because I, I just go. You got to wake up to yourself at some point and go. Listen, stop thinking that because they're a new franchise and and all of the things that you would expect would make them uh, lower in the pack. It's just not happening. They, they've just, they were all bought in. The, the stakes behind them. They just they feel great about themselves and and they can win. And so yeah, I'm, I as I said, I didn't expect them to thrash Adelaide. I thought Adelaide would be coming in off the high of the. Phoenix Suns first home game, eight thousand people in the venue. I thought, you know, it's it stacked for Adelaide to win it, and and in fact, they still had a little bit of jet lag, and the Jack Jumpers just jumped them, absolutely jumped them from the start, thirty-two ten a quarter time. I mean, wow! I mean, you can't you can't look at that and not go, wow! That that is something. That's that's against a team that everybody, myself included, is expecting to make the playoffs, and they've in their own building, they're twenty-two points up a, a quarter time. And, uh, yeah, body the uh, 36s, as you say, coming back from the States and uh, jumped by the jack jumpers, but they got things back on an even keel. You're still comfortable with the way they're tracking? Yeah, I worry about um, their commitment to defence. I mean, even when they beat um, <laughs> when they beat the Phoenix Suns, they, they they really put on a defensive clinic and held them to 124 points. <laughs> you know, so that's a little aspect that's concerning because I yeah. think in their starting group they've got um, Mitch McCarron and Antonius Cleveland who are committed at the defensive end, and three other guys that go. Um, He's yours, he's yours. So, um, yeah, I'm a little concerned about how that's going to pan out over the course of the season, but I think they're a work in progress. I think their offensive uh, abilities, when they're rolling, as we saw from Craig Randall, I mean, and we, we love a guy called Randall in Adelaide any time, but once Craig, Craig got, got rolling in that last quarter against Illawarra, my God, the shots he was hitting. You know, they're a very impressive offensive team. So, yeah, they'll be around the mark. They've, they've got work to do on their defense. So I don't, I don't see them... Um, Surprising Sydney on Friday. Yeah. Well, Bonnie, as far as the markets are concerned, the tab bookies are all rating all these games almost identical. All have a four and a half point line. So, New Zealand a dollar fifty three, Southeast Melbourne two forty five, Melbourne a dollar fifty three, Cairns two forty five. They're the Thursday games, and Friday Sydney a dollar fifty, Adelaide two fifty five. All four and a half points. So it's all the home team favourites. Yeah, I and I, and rightly so. I mean, New Zealand, they're tra- they're tracking really well. Although South East Melbourne get back um, Gary Brown, one of their imports, he got hurt uh, last game of the Blitz. I haven't seen him since. So he comes into the team and he's a playmaker. So that's that's an area where they could need use a bit of shoring up. So he'll make a difference. But I just think New Zealand are tracking really well. They're one of the teams that, that are going to surprise. All season, well, they're not going to surprise us it wears on because we're going to get used to them winning. So I, I think that's a fair call. And at home, only their second game at home in in better part of two years, three years, third year now. Um, <clears throat> so I expect New Zealand to win. So that's fair enough. I, I do like Cairns. I do like Cairns in Melbourne though. I, I I'm, I'm a convert. I saw them against Perth and they got flogged. And I thought, oh, maybe maybe they're they're, they're fourth squad contenders. <laughs> but then um, you go into the champs. You go into Sydney. And you, know, and you play the champs on their home court and you beat them and you've got uh, Tajir McCall, one of your main imports, not playing. You've got to be impressed with that. So I'm sort of a little bit thinking that that one could go either way and then Sydney to beat Adelaide. I think that's probably a fair call at this time. What about the NBA guys? Yeah, we've, off. we've got 60 seconds. Uh, uh, title contenders early up. Who do you think? I think Golden State will win the uh, West and the Milwaukee Bucks. 
uh, will win the East, especially halfway through the season when Joe Ingles comes back from injury. And I think in, in the Championship Series, it'll be the Warriors beating the Bucks. Ooh. There you go. Okay. Oh, geez, wow. you're very, very confident there. Yeah. The, Hungarian, the Hungarian death had a really to strike, Body. Buddy, always a pleasure, mate. Uh, um, we'll keep an eye on all the scores and chat to you next week. Look forward to it, guys. Cheers.